Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Now tuned into the greatest... Turn the music up in the headphones. Tim, you can go and brush your shoulder off. I got you. Uh, yeah. If you're feeling like a pip, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies, it's pimps too. Go and brush your shoulders off. This crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told your kid. Dad, turn up your shoulders. I'm probably over to y'all. Probably be locked by the force. Trying to hustle some things. Dad, go with the push. Feeling no remorse. Feeling like my hand was false. Middle finger to the... T-F-A, bam, 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 what is going on, welcome into another T-F-A show tonight, as you can see by the title, we are breaking down our top 12 quarterback rankings, a uh, little post-NFL draft update, uh, if you checked us out after free agency when we did these, uh, we, we had a couple of guys move up and down, but not too many shakers, this was a... Uh, this one was definitely a lot easier for me, Kev, versus like the the wide receivers, especially. Uh, you know, obviously we're only going our top twelve here. We'll get a little bit deeper as the season progresses and as we get closer to uh, all these drafts kicking off. So let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk about our top twelve quarterbacks, and then you know mention some of the other guys who are uh, right outside this list and guys that we're we're interested in have a discussion on those. But we both have the same one and two with Mahomes and Prescott. You have Kyler Murray. You have Kyler Murray at three, Lamar at four, Josh Allen all the way down at five. You hater. You hater. Aaron Rodgers at six, Russ Wilson at seven, Justin Herbert at eight, Hertz at nine, Matt Stafford at ten, Matt Ryan at eleven, Burrow at twelve. And then after the top two, I have Allen at three, Murray at four, Lamar at five. Also have Aaron Rodgers at six. I moved Joe Burrow all the way up to seven. Dropped Russ Wilson down to eight, Herbert down to nine. I moved Matt Ryan up to 10, Hurts at 11, and Matt Stafford at 12. Kev, uh, I'll give you the floor here first. Um, I, I think you moved Kyler Murray up, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I was like, I, I think that like the more I think about it, not that he would necessarily be a dark horse by any means, but I think that Kyler Murray could be someone who has QB one overall potential. He quietly had over 800 rushing yards last season, you know, obviously adding somebody like Rondell Moore should ha- help with the, the passing game a little bit too. Hopefully Cliff finally gets that guy that he's looking for, 
you know what I mean, to, to do some of the jet sweeps and some of the, you know, screens and things like that with, because he's obviously a monster with the ball in his hands. But, uh, you know, just, just run me through uh, your list here a little bit and, you know, we'll start chopping it up on these QBs. Yeah, I mean, I think that for me, the top five, I think I feel really, really, really good about. Yeah. Obviously, we have Mahomes at one. You know, I, if you wanted to put somebody else there, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. But he's just the safest, and, and not, his ceiling is so damn high as well. Uh, you know, the Chiefs didn't really do a whole lot this offseason with adding weapons in terms of uh, really helping him out. But what the, the biggest thing they could have done was improve this offensive line dramatically. And we've, that's something we've talked about a ton. Talked about it with Clyde edwards Lair. It's also yep. huge for him. I mean, giving him the time to actually sit back there now even longer to scan the field and find those open targets. But, you know, the, at this offense, you know, they lost Sammy Watkins, and that's pretty much all that happened this offseason for them. Um, huge I would loss. Be, huge loss. Yeah, yeah, big-time loss. But, uh, you know, the guy that only played four games a year for him. But uh, – <laughs> Uh, but you know, overall, I still think the chiefs are going to be in the market. I think they add another wide receiver. They added Colin Powell, uh, or Cornell Powell from the, yeah, the, uh, yeah, he, uh, came out of retirement from uh government work and uh, decided to strap it on. I would, I mean, if you could go play with Pat Mahomes, wouldn't you? Yeah. But, uh, anyways, I digress. You know, that's all they really did. A fifth round wide receiver, but they've been linked to DD Westbrook. Uh, that's somebody that they, they've been, uh, um, talking about maybe possibly adding. I don't know if I love that fit, but um, you know, I definitely think they'll add a veteran wide receiver uh, here before uh, probably in the next month or so. They did make a trade today for Mike Hughes uh, from the Vikings, but overall, you know, Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. Dak Prescott was on pace to absolutely shatter the passing yeah. yardage numbers last year with over five thousand uh, passing yards, uh, but he obviously got hurt. They bring back their entire plethora of of weapons. CeeDee Lamb, Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Zeke, Tony Pollard, you know, Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz, all these guys will be back for this offense. So this offense is going to be a lot of fun. The defense is still not going to be very good. So I absolutely love Dak. Like, man, right now, I mean, Dak, like in best ball, for example, right now is the fifth quarterback being taken off the board. If that's the way it's going to go, I don't mind taking him. If he's there in the fifth or sixth round, I don't hate that, even in redraft. And that is early for me for it to ever yeah. consider taking a quarterback. But his upside and ceiling is so high that I really uh, like Dak. Now, Kyler and Lamar um, are, are kind of uh, two of the same boats. Like, Lamar wasn't great last year, especially as a passer, right? But that another 1,000-yard rushing season for him and seven rushing touchdowns uh, really boosts his floor uh, on a week-to-week basis. Like, he hasn't been a great passer, but now they finally added him some, some pass catchers back there with uh, drafted Rashad Bateman, Tylen Wallace. So, I mean, there's really no excuses for Lamar this year, but his, that 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 rushing upside is always going to help him. And, you know, even in what was kind of not a great year last year, he was still seventh in fantasy points per game among all quarterbacks. So I really like him. So, you know, and Josh Allen, same thing, right? Like Josh Allen had a great year last year. I think they take a, you know, they didn't really do anything to hurt themselves this offseason. Uh, added Emmanuel Sanders. So I like this offense that they have here, with, you know, with Josh Allen. They bring back uh, the same offensive coordinator as well. So, you know, all these guys are kind of right there, right? And, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know where he's going to end up, but I don't really care where he ends up because it's not going to affect him. If he goes to Denver, great. Yep. Like, he's he's not moving up. He's not really moving down, right, if that if that's what happens. So um, there's no real reason to talk about that. You know, moving down a little bit further with some of these other, with some of these other quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts right now in best balls is being taken about uh, QB8 right now. And, you know, he was kind of the guy that, you know, earlier in the offseason, because like a lot of people were kind of down on him 
because he kind of, uh, you know, he, he had some good performances late in the year whenever he got to start, but he also had a couple really bad ones. And right. people, but I mean, the, the tides are turning and people, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to be probably a top eight quarterback being taken. I don't hate it. I mean, his rushing upside is just as high as some of these other quarterbacks, like, you know, Kyler Murray, like he could rush for six, 700 rushing yards this year. And, you know, adding Devontae Smith in this in this uh, wide receiver core, yeah, Dallas Goddard's back, you know, a lot, a lot of the same faces, but they added, you know, arguably one of the best wide receivers in this rookie class. So I like Jalen Hurts a lot, but do you feel comfortable taking him at, at QB8? I don't. I mean, I obviously have him ranked at 11, so I, I don't think I could do that. You know, something we were talking about on the – wide receiver show one one of the ranking shows that we just did i can't remember which one it was but we were talking about you know one of the ways to lose at fantasy football is to draft guys at their ceiling and i kind of feel like you know that would be the case with him because even with adding devonta smith i think there's still questions about you know is he going to be a true alpha and then behind him it's you know regular and goddard which you know fine weapons you know miles sanders can obviously contribute see what they do with somebody like Kenny Gainwell. But I kind of feel like at that point, you just be drafting him at his ceiling. And I, I know you, like you said, he had some games, games where he did go you know, over 300 passing yards. But then I, I think he had two of those games. And I think he had two that were like, in like a box 70 or something like that. Like, so obviously they upgraded, you know, Goddard's going to be healthy, regular full off season. Uh, you know, I'm just, I also think there's a question with how Sirianni is going to handle Hurts, you know, in, in this offense. I'm not sure if he's ever had a, a quarterback like Hurts before. So there's always a question with, you know, guys like that. And, you know, can they change their offense to fit someone like Hurts? So I think eight would be a little rich for me. And I'm, I'm actually pretty surprised to hear you say that. I definitely thought you were going to say he was going a little bit lower but eight for me would just be a, a touch too high. You know, I don't I don't hate it. Uh, he's going at 78.2 overall in best ball. Now, quarterbacks are a little bit higher valued, a little bit more in best ball than you are in re- your standard redraft league. So, um, I, but I think he probably comes in somewhere right on there, probably in the 80s, maybe in the uh, you know early 90s, somewhere around there um, in terms of his ADP. And, you know, that, that rushing, it's, it's tough because once you get past him, like there's not a ton of quarterbacks past him that you're going to be able to get. And let's let's face it, like I want a quarterback that has that has uh, the ability to uh, pick up rushing yards because as we've seen over the last two or three years, it's kind of switch and getting a quarterback that can do that can really help out your weekly floor where you're not worried about a quarterback going out and laying an egg and throwing for 201 and two picks, you know, something like that. And it gets you eight fantasy points or whatever, right? Like you don't have to really worry about that with quarterbacks that, that, that can use their legs because they can pick up 70 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown and really save your week and give you 15, 16 fantasy points, right? Like that's not something to write home about, but the, that ability to be able to do that. But once you get past Jalen Hurts, like, you know, well, who's the next guy that, that really gives you that sort of upside? I mean, you have Justin Fields who, um, if he gets to start and depending on when, when that is, uh, you know, he's an option, but past that guy, like, I mean, I'm not saying you can't, you know, roll out with Stafford or Matt Ryan or Burrow and some of these other guys, but um, I, I really try to get these guys that have that, that sort of upside because of their built-in floor. So real quick, um, where do you think he finishes passing yards wise? I'm going to give you an over under of 3,100. Over. 
uh, rushing touchdowns over under seven. Probably push. Or under, just, I guess if I if I had to, I'd, I'd, I'd probably I'd probably go under. That's hedge life. Um, no, because well, I, I think seven's a fair number. Like, yeah, I mean, ten rushing touchdowns is quite a bit for a quarterback. I mean, Lamar Jackson only had seven last year himself. Yeah, the the, the only reason why I'm bringing that up, um, I just pulled up Josh Allen's numbers from 2019. Obviously, before he had his blow up year uh, last year, 2019, 3,089 passing yards, 20 touchdowns. And then he put up another 510 uh, rushing yards on the ground with nine touchdowns, and he finished his QB six. So that's, I was just throwing, you know, throwing that out there because that's, you know, what I mean, I I feel like I, with the rushing floor that you're that you're talking about, I'm just not entirely sure how high that passing ceiling is in in this offense. So I, I feel like this might be a a decent comp kind of fantasy points wise for somebody like Jalen Hurts, kind of like a 2019 Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, I see some other positives too with this, with this uh, team is they're getting all their offensive linemen back. So, and they also brought in, or they drafted Landon Dickerson, which I think was an excellent move by them. So I think he is going to be one of the best offensive linemen that came from this class as well. So, um, you know, getting Brandon Brooks back, getting their their offensive line healthy is also going to be a big plus because, you know, they pretty much lost everybody last year on their offensive line. So I think all of those things considered, I think that, you know, that's just why I feel I feel I feel pretty comfortable with taking them. Even if I have to take them in the eighth or ninth round, I, I don't really hate doing that because I think he does have – you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he finished with seven, eight hundred rushing yards this year. Like it's it's definitely in the range of possibilities for him to be able to do something like that. But um, you know, these last three guys, Matt real, Stafford. Real quick, real would would you would you rather have you talked about being willing to take Dak in the fifth or sixth? Would you rather have Dak in the fifth or Hurts where he's currently going? Where he's currently going, I would rather have Dak. Okay. Because there's only were. like a there's only like a twenty-three pick. Yeah, it's about a twenty-three pick difference between the two of them so not even a full two round difference and i would rather have dak because i dak i, I know that i'm going to get five thousand rushing yards or five thousand i'm going to get <laughs> that would be amazing I, that, that i'm going to get probably four at least 4500 passing yards 30 plus touchdowns i think is fair and then you probably can count on you know two or three hundred rushing yards possibly now that might that might be brought back a little bit they may not let him rush as much this year because of the injuries coming from too right where were you? Uh, who are you going to bring up next? Well, I was just going to say, let's talk about the last three guys: Matt Stafford going to the Rams, Matt Ryan, and Joe Burrow. Um, mainly, let's talk about Matt Ryan and Joe Burrow because um, Matt Ryan, like, how are you going to handle him if Julio Jones gets traded? I still think I'm going to keep him. I put him up at ten. You have him at eleven. I, I, he's still going to be a QB one for me because I just feel like. With that defense, they have questions at every level. The run game, we were we were both completely surprised that they like. I thought bringing in Arthur Smith, they were guaranteed to take a running back, and they didn't add anybody. Like, and, and I'm not sure. I know that Mike Davis filled in very admirably for CMC last year, but like, I'm just not sure you want to put. You know, you're obviously not going to give him Derrick Henry level carries and just have him be the one who you know you power your offense through but I don't think they're really going to be able to have like a very strong run game at all so I think even if Julio Jones is out of the picture still having Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts as your one two is still a really good one two 
And then we've seen Russell Gage be able to step up. You know, he was uh, he was getting double digit targets and like a hundred yards, like through what like the first like three out of four games or something at the beginning of last season. I know he started he uh, he had that pretty nice start and had a lot of us talking about picking him up as a as a waiver guy. So even if Julio Jones is out of the picture, I'm really not going to drop him that far. He's still going to be on that QB one fringe for me. Uh, obviously, if Julio. It, Here's a question. If Julio stays, I kind of think he's going to be gone. Um, you know, I I just don't see the point of really keeping him. I, I guess at this point, like if you're going to be able to get something for him at this point of his career, I, I just don't see why you wouldn't do that. I don't think they're true contenders. If But if for some reason, it's, let's say Julio stays, how high would you move Matt Ryan in? that instance or is this kind of like are you capping him at 11 uh yeah he probably would stay right where he's at like uh, i made this these rankings with the thought that julio jones stays i do like the. Uh, i do think that having uh, arthur smith there is is going to be a much better situation than having dirt cutter as the offensive coordinator the thing that would worry me is the falcons are going if they trade julio jones they are going to be extremely thin at wide receiver because they added nothing at wide receiver right um, they still, right. I mean, they're past them. It's, it's Russell Gage and uh, Calvin Ridley, and obviously adding Kyle Pitts. But at wide receiver, I mean, they have nothing past that. So you get rid of Julio. Russell Gage is all of a sudden your number two wide receiver. And if anything happens to either one of those guys, it is going to be a real problem because they have nothing yeah. behind that. So that would be my – that would That's be my, fair. So with them. Um and then as far as Joe Burrow, are you concerned at all about the injury and you think he's going to be able to come back quick? I mean, it sounds like he's on he, he's on track and he's, he's going to be good to go. But Yeah, I mean, all, all signs right now point to, you know, we thought there was a potentially a possibility he was going to miss like half of next season. And it kind of seems like he's on track to start week one tentatively now. So, I mean, I think worst case scenario, maybe he misses the first, you know, two, three games. And obviously if we get news like that, I'm going to end up moving him down from seven. I, I kind of aggressively moved him up here. I just feel like, you know, that, that defense, even though they made some, you know, some nice additions in the off season, like that's still not a great unit at all. Even after adding guys like Ogan Joby to the defensive line, obviously they swapped out Trey, uh, shit, who the, who they used to have that went to the Jets? Uh, Lawson. Okay. They obviously swapped out Lawson for Trey Hendrickson on on the one side, but like they're they're linebackers. That's still a, a young, unproven unit. They're going to get Trey Wayne's back. He uh, I think he like tore a pack or something at the beginning of the year last year, and then they picked up Chidobia Wuze and Mike Hilton from the Steelers. So even though they made some additions to this defense. I still don't really see that, you know, that defense being able to, you know, really control games or stop a lot of offenses, particularly in that division they're playing in. So I think we still get a, you know, a lot of pass attempts from uh, from Burrow. And the reason why I put Burrow above Herbert, I mean, I think with the with the the Chargers not really adding anybody outside of Josh Palmer. I know they brought in Jared Cook, but I mean, I don't think Jared Cook is going to be the guy to elevate this offense and help Herbert. So it's kind of the same group they brought in last year, obviously having a healthy Austin Eckler will help him out as well. But I just think there's more room for improvement. If you look at some of the efficiency stats between 
Burrow and Herbert. Herbert was kind of, you know, middle of the pack for, for most things, but uh, Burrow was kind of, you know, was below average for, for a decent chunk of things. And obviously adding somebody like Jamar Chase to pair with Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon, who, you know, they came out and said they don't want Mixon leaving the field, obviously got rid of Gio Bernard. So I, I think all of those things point to more room to grow and a better ceiling for Joe Burrow over uh, over Justin Herbert. Yeah, I, I would probably lean towards Herbert myself, but let's just well, – well, a couple of things. One, we have to discuss the, the big name that's being omit, or, or that is not on our either one of our lists, and that's Deshaun Watson. And I think, obviously, we both don't have him on there because we don't know what the situation is going to be. I don't know if he's going to play. It sounds like from some of the stuff that we were hearing lately that they're planning on this whole lawsuit is going to be wrapped up well before the season. And if that happens, then we'll obviously know where, where he lands. Because right now in best balls, I got him the other day. Like here right now, he's he's going at QB twenty six in best ball. That's wild. I'm about that life. Like I took him. <laughs> like I, I took him in like the thirteenth round. Like it's best ball, right? I that's what you're shooting for. You're shooting for that because if he pays up, you get him at Deshaun Watson there. There, I mean, it's not a great offense. Let's let's first be honest about that. Like it's yeah. Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, Kiki Kuti still there. They don't really have a tight end. Like this is going to be like if Deshaun Watson's out there, they're going to go. They they could go zero and seventeen. They could be the first NFL team to go zero and seventeen because that's how bad they're going to be. But how dare you besmirch Brevin Jordan like that? Yeah, who? Uh, yeah, fifth fifth or sixth round pick, Brevin Jordan. Come on, he dude. He, he's gonna he, he he should easily get opportunity. He should easily get on the field. There's no one. There's no one stopping him. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why he slid, but I don't think. I, like if he would have went, you know, round three round two round three i don't think either of us would have been surprised no but i guess i mean but i mean he's not gonna be the reason that all of a sudden they're a great offense the point i'm making is that uh if deshaun watson uh is cleared and he's he's there week one where are you putting him because i think i would put him probably eight or nine deshaun watson's a, a baller right he look what he did last year with the i mean who did they lose you know Bowler. So they lost Will Fuller, but then he played without Will Fuller because Will Fuller got suspended. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd probably slide him like that six, seven, eight range. Yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, so uh, for me, uh, Joe Burrow would drop off the top twelve if that happens. So the uh, uh, support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The, the other name that we do not have who is currently in the Fantasy Pros consensus is, uh, is Tom Brady. He is sitting there at 10 we obviously do not have him in our in our top 12 for me i like i think the thing that we all we have to remember from last year is this defense didn't really click the way that it was clicking until the end of the year and you know obviously there is some sort of emphasis being put on the run game with bringing back all those you know both both rojo and fournette and then bringing in geo bernard as well I, and then the the other interesting thing with uh, the schedule coming out, if you go to Sharp Football Stats, they have a strength of schedule tool. And the way that theirs works is they do it based on their opponent's forecasted win total. So it's not based off of last year's stuff. They're basing it off of kind of the, the Vegas win totals for this year. And the, uh, and the Bucks have the fifth easiest schedule behind the Niners, Broncos, uh, Browns and then Miami at four. So, I mean, how often, and, you know, Brady dropped back quite a bit. Are they really going to do that again this year? So all, all those things kind of combined is the reason why I dropped him outside. And, you know, just like some of these options more, was there uh, any other reasons that I did not cover that had you drop Brady out of your top 12? He's borderline. I mean, I have him at 13. So I, I don't think it's terrible. I mean, he was QB nine last year in fantasy points per game. So, I, I don't, I don't, you know, like I said, I have a QB 13. It's just for me, it's like, it, if you have offer, if you're a complete zero in, in the running department, like it's tough, right? Yeah. To have him there. And then you could say, you say, well, why do you have Matt Stafford and uh, Matt Ryan ahead of him? Which is a fair, fair argument, fair argument. Okay. But, you know, I don't know. He, he's going to be 40, what, four this year? Yeah. 44, he's 43, almost 44. But I mean, I'm not saying like, I'm not like, oh, the, the end's coming because it's the, no, the man just won a Super Bowl. Uh, I have nothing to say about that. So um, he's right there. Like it's, it's not like I, I'm egregiously low on him. Uh, I think I'm, I'm not that far off of, of consensus of where he's going. Because currently, right now, I think he's like QB 13 coming off the board and um, an underdog. So I, I, I'm right. I'm right there with, with where people are taking him. Um, really quickly before we wrap this thing up, because we're already way longer than what we were planning on doing. Um, what are your thoughts really tradition. quickly on the, on the rookie quarterbacks? Do you, I assume that if you're going to take one and redraft, Trevor Lawrence would be the first guy you would be looking to take? Yeah, I have Lawrence at 15 uh, just because I feel like his situation is a little more clear. But, I mean, depending on where, you know, Justin Fields and Zach Wilson end up falling and, you know, if, if – Basically, if I miss out on any of like the the top five, like if you know, let's say Dak 
is going to be the the fifth of the whoever the cheapest is that like maybe falls to the sixth. If I if I'm at a spot where I don't feel like taking one of those guys, I'm completely fine with you know rolling the dice on you know guys like you know Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and kind of if they don't work out, just streaming honestly for for the rest of the year. But Lawrence would be the the guy that I would roll with. Um, like I said, I I, j- I just feel like his situation is a little more a little more stable, I guess we can look at that and kind of try to, you know, piece together that, that puzzle a little bit easier than, you know, someone like Wilson and fields, you know, we, we, have talked about just <clears throat> Justin Fields in this offense a couple of times now between talking about David Montgomery on our running back show. And obviously a Rob during the, during the wide receivers, do, do you have those guys, do you have those guys close? Cause I'll be honest. Like I, I didn't, I kept going back and forth and like, I wanted to keep putting, you know, Wilson, Wilson fields higher, but like I, there were just guys ahead of them. I just felt, I guess, safer. I think they have higher ceilings, but I don't know about their, their floors. Where like, where do you have those, those other guys in relation to Trevor Lawrence? So for me, I think it's pretty clear that Justin or Justin fields, um, Trevor Lawrence are probably the, the guy because one, we know 100% he's going to start day one. And obviously we know Zach Wilson is going to start either or is going to start two. But I feel like Trevor Lawrence is probably more NFL ready to come right in and be able to contribute day one. I love their offense with LaVisca and um, DJ Chark and, you know, Travis Etienne, who they added, which is still a terrible pick, but that's a conversation for a different day, which I've already said a million times already. But um, so I, I like the situation that Trevor Lawrence is in. I think their offensive line is, is at least uh, it's definitely uh, if it's I think it's middle of the pack, right? It's probably fourteen to sixteen somewhere in that range of, in terms of offensive lines. So I think this offense is ready to kind of go right out the gate. Um, so I don't mind uh, with Trevor Lawrence being the number one. Two would be would be Justin Fields for me, the guy that I would want to take because. The thing is, I don't know when he's going to play. They have Andy Dalton there. I wouldn't be surprised if they slow play this, like NFL teams always do, and let these guys let him chill on the bench for three or four weeks until Andy Dalton can't get it done, and then you know the whole fan base is calling for Justin Fields, and then they bring him in. If we, but if he gets a start from day one, I I will have Justin Fields ahead of Trevor Lawrence in redraft because of his rushing upside because of that athletic ability that possesses. Not that Trevor Lawrence can't, because Trevor Lawrence can be a mobile quarterback, but he's not going to be a guy that's going to be able to get six, 700 rushing yards like Justin Fields could if, if, if he wanted to. Now, Justin Fields isn't a pure running quarterback at all, like, but he has that threat just like Kyler Murray does um, to be able to do to be able to do those things. And the offense with Allen Robinson there, I like that. Darnell Mooney, hopefully Cole Komet could pick it up. Tariq Cohen, like they, they have pass catchers there as well, so he's in a good spot. And so with that being said, like if we find out Justin Fields is starting day one, that's my late round quarterback that I'm going to take because I love that rushing floor, that rushing upside that he possesses. And again, he falls in that same bucket as some of these other quarterbacks that I like. They're going top five, and you're going to be able to get him probably 13th, 14th round, somewhere in that range. So I would have him there, and then Zach Wilson would be after them. Just just for this year is where I would have it. Now, if somehow Trey Lance starts, which there's no way I can see it, it's got to be it's going now. If somehow. The 49ers traded Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance started. Now we're going to get really interested because of that offense with Kyle Shanahan. But I don't foresee it. I, I think we could see, though, Trey Lance starting sometime this year, and he's going to be like the top waiver ad one week whenever he whenever he finally gets to start. 100%. Yeah. Let's let's say they, they do trade him. Lance is starting week one. We'll, we'll finish on this. 
where are you putting Lance in relation to these guys? I would probably put even Trey Lance ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. It'd be really close because again, he also offers that the same thing that that Konami code factor that I'm looking for and being in an offense with Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. And we've seen what Kyle Shanahan's offense has been able to do with much less quarterbacks, right? Um, you know, uh, Mullins and I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is, I mean, I, he's, he's, he's Jared Goff. He's, like, he's, yeah. he's an average quarterback, he's right? Fine. Yeah. But he's been able to get the most out of a lot of these guys. And so Trey Lance, I would, I don't know if it's the best move for him to start early. I just don't think it is, but I would, I would did put, it would probably be Fields and Lance than Lawrence, but it would it'd be pretty close. Yeah. I, I, I also think I I'm, I'm the same boat. So that's going to wrap things up for us, you know, as always, just going going much longer than we than we anticipated. But we appreciate you guys kicking with us. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Leave us a rate and review on podcast form. You, you know, we really appreciate the uh, the comments and support we've been getting, helping us to continue to grow here. So until the next time, we'll talk to all you guys. It doesn't really matter. Don't you worry. It'll all work out. No, it doesn't even matter, don't you worry, that ain't what it's all about. We hope you enjoy your stay.